This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green is live in the Ingalls studio. Welcome in to the program on this Thursday afternoon as we are back to football. Oh, it just seems like the middle of the week just gets longer and longer and longer every week. Tuesday, And and that's for you. You actually like baseball. I don't. You know what I did last night? Watch the NBA. Slept. You slept. Aggressively. <laughs> well, because at the end of the program yesterday, you were about to die. Yeah. You know, I, I learned a valuable lesson, and I didn't know this, and I know it now. Apparently, you're not supposed to put sour cream in the microwave. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, that's. And you know when you really shouldn't do it? Twice in the same day. <laughs> because by the end of that day, you will want to die. Mm-hmm. And I saw me do it. It did quite a number on you, and uh, yeah, I was I was really worried for you about the last ten minutes of the program yesterday. If if you had the YouTube stream up, which we do right now, which we do right now, we, we are maiden voyaging it. If you would like to be one of the first to get involved, go to youtube.com backslash the sportsocracy. Right, we are uh, streaming both, uh, not only here but also on uh, youtube.com. And uh, if they had seen your face yesterday, I mean, it was just it it was it was like a train wreck. If you're watching just, the YouTube stream, it was about the same color as my phone case. Right. It was nice and green. His eyes got really red. He got bloodshot. And about every time he opened his mouth, you were expecting projectiles to start it coming It was out. not good. It was, it was less than ideal. <laughs> Me and A.J. Brown, we were out there together. Just, nope, clean eating from here on out. <laughs> and what did you eat for, for lunch today? Chili. With what? Sorry. Yeah, see, uh, you did it to yourself. But I feel fine today because well, I didn't put it in the microwave. Well, I hope so. Our, our partner so. on our fantasy shows, Cowboy Zach Hurst, he yep. always said microwaves bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I might be starting to see it his way. Microwaves bad. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't have those problems there again. I put my body through the paces each and every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean you're you're seasoned. You eat gas station <laughs> hot dogs right. and sushi. And whatever falls on the floor and never cared about germs and guess what? Tip top shape. I mean, except for. I don't know if I would call you tip top shape. You you know what I mean. You you know what I'm saying. I mean, you are a shape. I am a shape. I'm many shapes. Yeah, I'm many shapes. Many shapes all wrapped into one. Uh, Anyhow. It is a Thursday afternoon. We got football tonight, which means coming up at the end of this hour, you will have the green on green pick for Thursday night football, the Denver Broncos against the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland got us thinking about something going into the show today. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's missing one piece to being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. A quarterback. Yeah, they don't have one of those. No. And guess what? You're not going to. No. Because Deshaun Watson's either headed to Miami or he's headed home. We don't know which one. We're getting conflicting reports. Every person I talk to has said the discussions are happening. Just wait. It's going to happen. Or there could be another team just pop up there. The who? I don't know. I Carolina's don't know. out. Did I'll you, just go ahead and tell you. If you're a Carolina so, Panther fan and you think 
that this is going to happen. It's not. It's Sam Darnold's your quarterback. That's what you got. I was going to say, somebody had the nerve to ask uh, Matt Rule about it yesterday. Uh, hey, uh, so here Deshaun Watson's back on the back on the market. Y- y'all considering a trade? <laughs> and I don't think he laughed at it, but I think he wanted to. Uh, no, absolutely not. Sam Darnold is going to be a great quarterback for the Carolina Panthers franchise. Is exactly what he said. This is not on the Carolina Panthers' radar, so stop that. The Miami Dolphins seem to me to be the 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 one that's going to get it done. I think things have shifted enough for the Miami Dolphins to where their fan base is going to be, okay, we'll, we'll take the baggage, we'll take the risk, and bring him on. But with all of that, we started thinking. We did our power rankings in the Sportsocracy Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. and we basically said there are 10 teams that could win the Super Bowl. Yep. That's it. There's only 10. Yep. The Buffalo Bills, the Arizona Cardinals, the L.A. Rams, the Baltimore Ravens, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans, Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. That's it. And the Titans would need a lot to go right. And so would the Chargers. But the trade deadline's coming up. Yep. What is the one thing that could help every one of these teams? Well, the problem is there's half of the list that needs a cornerback, and there aren't that many on the on the, on the radar here. Well, there are a couple, and it just depends on how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. If you think Miami's going to make the move for Deshaun Watson, Xavier Howard's out of play. Yep. Now, if you don't, and you think they're going to go into the offseason with a new coach, new GM, all those things, well, there's a real good one in Miami that would look really nice in a bunch of those uniforms. Oh, no doubt about and it. his name is Xavier Howard. But, I mean, is he But is he off the table? I mean, it depends. If Miami plans on rolling with Tua Tungvaluwa, no. Because you don't have a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. You see, don't I, have a lot of draft assets. See, here's what I, th- here's what I was thinking, though. I mean, Xavier Howard being left up, you know, put out there, that could help facilitate that deal. That could give you draft capital back that you can use to secure. But but Deshaun why would you Watson. do that? Why would you trade one of your best players and then go trade for a quarterback? Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, because he's disgruntled, because nah. he's not really helping the defense in the first place. Nah. You know what'll help the defense? A good quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're not doing you're not doing both of these two things. But I firmly believe they're going to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. The other problem is that a lot of teams need offensive linemen, and there just aren't that many out there. Right. But there is one that I'm looking at going, oh, you know, there's a team that's awful near and dear to our hearts, and they could really use an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. And that's my first perspective trade ahead of the NFL trade deadline. Okay. The Carolina Panthers trade a fourth-round draft pick, not this year, next year, for Jacksonville Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson. I believe Urban Meyer has figured out figured out Cam Robinson's not that good. Okay. But here's what all of that would do. Mm-hmm. Cam Robinson comes in and plays on the left side for Carolina. Cam Irving slides over to the right. Mm-hmm. Or not to the right. He slides back to guard, which is where he belongs. Guard, right. And you've got Taylor Moten on the other side. Mm-hmm. So now you can help Cam Robinson. He's still, I mean, he's not a franchise player. That's where we made fun of that. Right. He's still markedly better than any tackle that you're going to go acquire. Mm-hmm. And now think about what you have. You have an offensive line when, when McCaffrey comes back that's it's still not great, but it's better than it is. Right. And it takes away one of those god-awful guards that keeps playing for this team. You actually fill two holes at one time. Mm-hmm. Because Cam Irving's not a good left tackle. He's a pretty good guard. Mm-hmm. 
I've been yelling Cam Irving's name for about for what feels like twenty five years now. <laughs> so at this point, you think the Carolina Carolina Panthers should be buyers at this November tw- November second uh, trade deadline? I do, I do, and I can tell you right now they've called every team in the NFL asking, "Hey, please, please tell us you have one offensive lineman you'll send us." Right. But I think they're going at it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You got to go to a. Don't try to find a backup. That's what I keep hearing Scott Fitter say. Nobody's coming off their backups. Don't yeah. worry about the backups. Worry about the guy that. Yes, Urban Meyer franchised him. I think he figured out about nine seconds after he did that. Well, probably shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And give them something. Now, some might ask, why would Jacksonville do that? Well, because their comp pick on Cam Robinson is going to be a five at best. So do you have to wait a year? Yeah. No. Is this team more than a year away from competing? Absolutely. So that's the one that was off the board. We're a Carolina affiliate. That one makes a lot of sense. Okay. Then there's another one that's a Super Bowl contender, and if this doesn't happen, I I swear to you, I will go on a hunger strike. If as soon as this comes out of my mouth, it doesn't happen. Okay. The Houston Texans trade Brandon Cooks to the Green Bay Packers for a third-round pick. Mm Mm-hmm. You're done with him after this year. There's zero doubt of that. Right. Would he not look good on the other side next to Devontae Adams? Oh, there's no doubt about Would it. Would that not kind of make up for some of your defensive secondary mm-hmm. lacking with no Jair Alexander? Mm-hmm. Because now I can shoot out with you. Mm-hmm. Now I have two legitimate ones. You cannot shield coverage over to Devontae Adams because if you do, I will kill you with Brandon Cooks. Right. I don't hate that. Yeah, you know where I got that idea? Where? This show, about this time last year when I said the same thing, just take out Brandon Cooks and put in Will Fuller. Right. And they tried. Right. I could, absolutely. Green Bay would be the first one in the in the hunt for that. No doubt. And it makes, no, it, this is what I look at with, with, with Houston. You build a team here that makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these veterans that are not part of your future outlook. But... You have all these veteran guys on one-year deals. There are a slew of them that could help playoff teams. You're not a playoff team. Here's another one. And this is not one that I even prepared for this because this is not who I think this team should go after. Do you not look at Mark Ingram and go, you know him in Kansas City would make a lot of sense? Because he's a vet running back that knows how to pass protect and do all the things that none of the running backs seemingly can do. I mean, I hadn't thought about it, but I look at Mark Ingram mostly and go, he would look good in a retirement home. Well, I mean, that too. <laughs> and if you would like to take out Mark Ingram and put in David Johnson or Philip Lindsay or one right. of the 47 other, other running backs they have. Philip Lindsay's the one. Philip Lindsay's the one that I'm going to be standing on just shouting from the rooftops, free him. But Philip Lindsay to me is the one that could actually have a role in Houston. Mm-hmm. He's still young enough. He's only, what, 25, 26? Yeah. He could be the running back of the future. You just have to get these old guys out of the way so he can play. I don't know. I think it, I think it's clear that David Cully or Nick Casario, one of them, hates him. Well, because they haven't they haven't done anything with him. Maybe that's because they have these two geriatrics in front of them. If, hey, if you take one of those away, we have a lot of touches that could go to the young guy. Right. But do they look at that and say we're paying these guys? more and so we have to run no it has nothing i have no idea why you would do this i'll tell you why i can tell you exactly why because you're going over the top of what the miami dolphins should be doing look at the lot look look at the 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 sum of all parts with miami dolphins Mm -hmm. they have a ton of guys they have drafted in the last three years you know what they don't have a lot of experience 
Because for whatever reason, Brian Flores does not, he brings in veterans that he knows and then doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. And they wound up getting cut or whatever the case may be. We have the same problem with the Texans in reverse. They wanted to have vet leadership to teach their young guys how to play. Well, now you're playing all these old guys, which makes no sense. Right. So what do you do? You get them out of the way. Whether it's Cooks, one of the running backs. You know, if Larry Mitunzel wasn't hurt, I would be saying that one really loudly. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's hurt, and that's not going to happen. Right. If I was Nick Casario, I would be calling every team in the league going, Hey, who do I have that interests you? Right. Who on my team would make you feel warm and fuzzy? Mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil. He's hurt. So I know he's hurt, but still. Find a way to get rid of him. Well, he's done for the year, so you can't. Once a guy hits IR, you can't trade them. Mm. That, that's why I was saying that's the problem of he's hurt. He would fetch the most of anybody on this team. Well, that's what I was thinking. But he's hurt. So he's on IR for the rest of the year. That was how I, I, I understood that. that. Yeah. I think he, I was gonna I he was going to have surgery just to be done. Oh, okay. I thought he was just going to be on the uh, short-term IR. And then there's one more. And this comes from something that happened in our live this morning. Mm-hmm. All right, so this morning we started talking about quarterbacks. Yep. And I was blown away by how many people are just ready to throw dirt on Pat Mahomes. There is one move that's out there that I think would make this defense exponentially better. Okay. Immediately. All right. Cost you a third-round pick, mm-hmm. which is steep for what I'm getting ready to say. To the New York Jets for Marcus May. Get him a safety. Get him a safety that yeah. takes Juan Thornhill and Daniel Sorensen out forever. Right. Now you're special teams, guys, which is where you belong. And now you have that deep ball safety. Mm-hmm. That guy that doesn't allow the 40-yard pass to go over your head. That Ricky Seals-Jones touchdown against the Washington football team last week. Now that doesn't happen. Right. Because you have that guy. Are you invested in him past this year? I don't know. He got a DUI earlier this year and didn't tell the team. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I'm pretty connected to the Jets. I am a diehard Jets fan. They were, what's a nice way to say this? Rather perturbed that he got a DUI <laughs> and didn't feel the urge to tell anybody. <laughs> right. Oh, why would you? If, you? if you can hide that, why not hide it? Uh, don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. I, don't, don't, don't encourage that. Don't do crimes. Don't encourage, don't, don't, don't not encourage anybody to, to Yeah, you can't just tell. hide it. Yeah, somebody's going to find out invariably. <laughs> hey, why does well, your mom keep are. dropping you off for work? Uh, <laughs> I don't like to drive anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Something yeah. about that story does not strike me as true. Right. So Marcus May going to the Kansas City Chiefs makes a whole lot of sense to you. Well, I can just tell you the Jets have had that call with a lot of teams mm-hmm. because they want to get something and they want it to be above and beyond what the comp- what the compensatory pick is. Mm-hmm. The NFL has made it very clear that they value safeties about the same way that every team in the NFL not named the Seattle Seahawks do. Hey, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could trade Marcus May to join him up with Jamal Adams. I mean, I'm sure they got a first-round pick like two or three years from now that we could break here away. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be accepting that. Um, since you said it this morning, I don't. I don't think I would mind uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking him up. They need secondary I, help. Th- well, they've talked to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and he would be an improvement over Jordan Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our live stream on on YouTube, somebody said that doesn't fix their run defense. You would actually be shocked how much it does. Marcus May was a box safety for many years. Mm-hmm. 
Because him and Jamal Adams would just switch. I've always said that's the reason that Jamal Adams went to Seattle and all of a sudden he's the 64th best safety in the league. Because he didn't have that guy next to him. Right. He got all the credit because he was the one that would knock your head clean off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Marcus May did a lot of the dirty work. And you know who he would look really nice next to? Tyron Matthew. Mm -hmm. Does it fix all of your ills? No. No. It doesn't, nothing's going to fix all of your problems. I mean, short of Brandon Cooks to the Packers, which does 100% fix all of your problems. Please do that. Do, do that right now. <laughs> That's the only addition that Green Bay could make or needs I, I to make. I don't care. I just want it to be a living, breathing receiver not named Alan Lazard mm-hmm. or Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Mm-hmm. I would think that out of these out of these 10 teams that are in the Super Bowl discussion, I would think that the number one target has to be a corner, a corner of some kind, whether it be Xavier Howard with Miami or I don't know, Kyle Fuller or I don't know, just any of them, any of them. You got Arizona, Tampa Bay, um, Green Bay, Tennessee and Kansas City. All of those teams could use could use a corner and there is a corner. That is readily available. And depending on how things go tonight, you might get a very close look at it. And there's several teams that I think could be interested. And I'll tell you who that is right after this break. Market analysis. This is G. Duggaroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the sports tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Just just tell me it's Tampa Bay. Just tell me it's Tampa Bay that's going to get the cornerback. We can't keep one healthy. We've got to have one. Well, the problem is that the one that's going to be out there doesn't really help you. Because he doesn't play the kind of... He doesn't really play the kind of defense that you're after. He don't play football? Well, no, he plays football. I like football. He doesn't play that cover three annoying Todd Bowles (laughs) ridiculous. Oh, Todd Bowles robbed Mm -hmm. three years of my life that I will never get back. Makes me so angry he went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. Right. He just left Carnage in his wake with the Jets. But he did this at D.C. Did he still get a ring? He did. Does he still get to wear that ring? He does. Does he get to look at people and go, wait room, and Uh point to that ring? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought. Okay. (laughs) So who's the corner? Who's the corner that's out there that could help some of these Super Bowl uh, caliber teams? Well, you'll get to see him firsthand tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play because they have a billion corners. Kyle Fuller of the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. They signed him to a one-year deal, and I've heard he could fetch a three, even with people knowing you'd have to re-sign it. Agreed. But here's the thing. They have Bryce Callahan, Ronald Darby, and the rookie Pat Sertan. So mm-hmm. Kyle Fuller, at this point, is a hat on a hat. Right. And he's lost snaps every week. But if you just look at that power ranking we did, how many teams in the top ten could use Kyle Fuller? Oh, uh, I just said it. Five of them. I would say it's... I, I honestly <laughs> couldn't tell you a team that couldn't use him. Well, that's... That's true. The Green Bay Packers. If they if 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 Denver called Green Bay and said, We'll give you Kyle Fuller, they just deal. Mm-hmm. We didn't tell you for what. We don't, we don't care. care. I don't care. 
Is Don't it Aaron Rodgers? No. Okay, fine. Just Kevin, you get his right. plane ticket, and we'll figure that out while he's in route. Right. Kevin King is awful, and Jair Alexander may not come back at all this season. But the one that I look at is the Tennessee Titans. You just lost Caleb Farley, who just tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. You are so bad in the defensive secondary. Yep. And I do, you know, for better or worse, I think that Titans team's better than a lot of people do. I do, too. We did get into the uh, which came first, chicken or egg. Who makes who better, Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill? Right. We did get into that discussion this morning. That yes, we did. Yes, we did. And you can check us out in the Sportsocracy every weekday morning at 10 a.m. and live on YouTube. As you can, the radio show now as we are uh, running our first ever stream on YouTube. As so you we can see speak. our faces as we do That's this. Right. I can't really tell you it's going to be much, seamless but... because this is the first thing we've ever had to produce together. Yeah. Usually the morning show is me, the afternoon show is him, and it's a very nice divided uh, you know, workload. Right. Well, now we're both doing it, and we can't talk to each other as we're doing it because you would see it. <laughs> we're having to do hand signals. It kind of looks like we're coaching third base for the Braves. Right. It's fun, though. It's fun. Oh, yeah. We're, we're figuring it out as we go. But yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I think that I, should actually be the tagline of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll figure it out. As I mean, we go. the Arizona Cardinals obviously need a corner. They, I don't think that they can continue to. I don't know. I guess play with fire. The way that they are right now, of Byron Murphy and I, I mean, I mean, I get it. Those guys may have made some plays here and there, but they're not good. They're fine. I mean, some of all parts, I think, uh, of all teams that are in the top ten, mm-hmm. that that's the one where I look at it and go, do you have a lockdown corner? No. But do you have a slew of guys that can just play football? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way I look at the Bills. You got Tredavious White, and I like Levi Wallace better than a lot of other people. I don't feel like you need to add anything to that. That's the one team, I don't know what you're supposed to add. Right. How would you make the Buffalo Bills better? Oh, you've already got four young pass rushers? By the way, watch for them to make a deal at the deadline. They'll move one of those pass rushes. Yeah, because yeah. there are apparently teams that want Jerry Hughes badly. And they feel like Greg Rousseau and Carlos Basham could just do this right now. Get him gone. Get him gone. You don't really need him. You still have Mario Addison and F.A. Obata and the two rookies that you drafted. By the way, uh, NFL teams that need a scout, just throwing this out there, I was really high on both those guys. <laughs> Always not saying, for that next job. Not saying it. I'm looking for another job. Just uh-huh. saying, yeah, you know. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not looking for another job. You're going to make way more money doing that than you will doing this. Well, you I'll know. guarantee you. We all know my stance on money. At, le- <laughs> At least in the short term, that is. But that's up to you to uh, like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Look at you. Yeah. My little shield. Yeah. I, I just, you know, that just warms my heart. It is what it is. It's all about sharing. Sharing is caring. That's a Sportsocracy shirt for you right there. Uh, <laughs> no, but I don't know. Who else is on the trade dem- or on the on the trade block right now? See, I would think, like, looking at my team, I was incensed almost this morning when I saw Bruce Arians say, uh, we have no interest in trading Ronald Jones. Why not? You're not doing anything with him. Uh, because it doesn't matter. He's one injured. Leonard Fournette it, it, forgets to tie his shoelaces. Ronald Jones is your guy. You're not moving Ronald Jones. There's no reason to do that. 
O.J. Howard, same now, thing. Now, O.J. Howard, that's one that I don't really understand. Right. I've always thought O.J. Howard said something really bad to somebody at some point, mm-hmm. and now they're just like, hey, remember that career you had? No longer. <laughs> no longer. I just I, I don't see the purpose of it because here's the thing if you know if you traded Ronald Jones and Lenny did go down with an injury I feel okay having Gio Bernard and uh, Keyshawn Key, Vaughn yeah Keyshawn Vaughn um, I'm I'm saying this as as a meaning of love mm-hmm. be really glad that you have personnel people that don't feel that way because that what you just said yeah that's how Tom Brady gets cut in half. Because you now have two very whittle running backs. You need Lenny for a reason. And Ronald Jones is a pretty thick kid, too. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, but so he can't much more like No, Ronald but he can Jones get, can't pass. Gio Bernard is way better of a pass blocker. Than, I don't disagree. Okay. But he can't withstand a whole game. There's a reason he hadn't played more than 35 snaps in a game in like three years. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. I mean, he came in, what, last year when Joe Mixon got hurt mm-hmm. and took every snap and, and it, was just fine. He didn't take every snap. I thought check, he did. No, he did not. You check those snap counts because mm-hmm. that is not how that went. He's not in every down. But there's a reason Cincinnati let him walk out the door. Mm-hmm. He's a little guy. And he's a 30-year-old little guy. Mm-hmm. No, guys like Ronald Jones, you're staying right where you are. Now, there is a running back that's getting absolutely no tote that could help a team. And we'll talk about him after just about outside. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Man, you're getting so much better with those transitions. You're not going to need me in a little while. You're shilling things. I'm doing transitions. (laughs) Just what is happening? It's just one cohesive unit. We we figure out how to get everything on on the radio and on the stream at the same time, and we're just we're just we're we're just like one amalgamous being now. Uh, The Carolina Panthers. Always been a big fan of the Carolina Panthers, not only because uh, I have worked for a radio station that has been an affiliate of the Panthers for many, many years, and of course, they're the local hometown team, and uh, you know, ever since their inception, I've wanted to see them do really, really well, but they do things that always build up their community, and they're doing it once again right here in Asheville, and uh, and you just, you, we gotta give them props for it. So, the Carolina Panthers have now decided to give a $50,000 grant to Pisgah and Rosman High Schools to help them rebuild after the flooding damage uh, from the tropical storm Fred that came through and absolutely destroyed all of Pisgah's facilities. Their football field was ripped apart. Their softball fields were were just damaged very, very heavily. Uh, Rosman had the same thing. It got to the point where uh, Pisgah is having to have their home football games at Anka and Irwin this year, and so $50,000 will be split equally between uh, Pisgah High School and Rosman High School for the reconstruction of their facilities to help them get back on their feet. The Carolina Panthers, do we have seen them do this over and over and over again of supporting local communities. Um, they paid for the, the, the turf field over at Smoky Mountain years ago because they couldn't afford to get it done. And this is just another example of the Panthers doing great things in their local community. So hats off to the Panthers for that. Uh, not coincidentally, David Tepper was just ranked by Forbes as one of the most likable billionaires on the planet. Yep. Mm, I, I think those two stories kind of go hand in hand. I love David Tepper. No doubt. 
No doubt. There's something very strange happening in New Orleans right now, and I can't put my finger on what it is. Okay. Did you happen to see Zion Williamson during media days and things like that for the New Orleans Pelicans? I did. He he looks a little, um, what's a delicate way of saying this? We'll say puffy. Yeah. He looks a little puffy. <laughs> a and little then the news just came out that he had an injury set back with his broken foot. He wasn't with the team last night. Mm-hmm. And now there are reports coming from Bleacher Report, OutKick, and a slew of others that every GM in the league right now has their eyes on New Orleans because they think something very strange is happening down there. Mm-hmm. There have been reports that Zion is way overweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, 300-plus pounds overweight. Yep. For posterity's sake, a slew of you have seen me in person. I've met Zion. He's about an inch taller than I am. Maybe an inch and a half. Yep. I'm in that 6'5 range. They say he's 6'7". I think he's closer to 6'6". Mm-hmm. I don't weigh 300 pounds. Now, granted, he has a lot more muscle than I do. I say. Muscle weighs more than fat. I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, for posterity's sake, the comparison is apt. I mean, living down in New Orleans, how can, how can you say no, no to all that and food? and I get it. I've been all, to New Orleans. I mean, all the beignets you can eat. But there's actually a bigger problem. Okay, what's that? There are some that are thinking he's trying to eat his way out of New Orleans. You know... The way that players are going about their business these days, look, it's it's none of my business. That's not my money, and I don't reach into other guys' pockets. But I'll just say this. With the Ben Simmons thing going on in Philadelphia, and if there is any truth to this, y'all need some coaching. Y'all need some life coaching on how to handle these situations because this is not it. You're not going to send a message to the rest of the league that you need to come and get me because I'm a fatty. It's just not going to happen. I got news for you. And and this is as serious as I can say this. Mm-hmm. I don't care if Zion Williamson weighed 440. Every team in the NBA would line up to bring him in. And that kind of builds me to the other point. There are a lot of people that think he could be the first to take the qualifying offer as opposed to the max extension. Because he wants out. Mm-hmm. And he has made it very clear. He's never come out and said it to a camera, but he said it to a lot of people behind the scenes. There have been a lot of people that are close to Zion that say these things. Mm -hmm. There is a divorce coming here. And I said this when they won the lottery. This is not going to be one of those Tim Duncan feel good. Hey, look, he plays for the little market. Zion's a big city kid. Mm -hmm. This is a big market superstar. And it should tell you everything you need to know that probably every person hearing my voice right now doesn't know that he didn't play last night. Mm-hmm. They got smoked like a honey ham by the Philadelphia 76ers. He wasn't even there. Something very strange is happening there. I don't know what it is, but it's not good. And you say every team in the league would go after him. Every team. I don't care if he showed up. And look like me and you in the same pair of pants. Every team in the league would want Zion Williams. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're not wrong. It's no doubt that the talent is there. It's just, I don't know. That it, what did I say to you before the show started? It looks like Anthony Bennett. He looks like Anthony Bennett all over again. Yeah, you know what the difference is? Anthony Bennett never averaged 27 points in a season. Oh, no doubt. I'm not saying their talent is equal. I'm saying that the story seems to be pretty close right now. Not even not even a little bit. 
Anthony Bennett was everything I've heard about Anthony Bennett was he was super lazy. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever said that about Zion. Mm-hmm. There's not a lazy bone in this kid's body. However, I can kind of understand his problem. No, but depending if you on look the- at New Orleans, look at how many superstars and, and I shouldn't say superstars, how many talented players mm-hmm. you've watched walk right out the door. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball, what'd you get for Lonzo? Oh yeah, nothing. Oh, but we got, I don't even remember the package. I just remember laughing and going, that's, oh, so nothing with commas. Sweet. You got nothing, but that nothing has commas in it. Right. Sweet. Mm -mm -mm. Thomas Sadoransky. I do remember he was part of it. (laughs) Zion Williamson over 300 pounds now. And trying to eat his way out of New that's, Orleans. And I'm not reporting that. I'm just saying that's what is that's, being said. Yeah, that's that's the discussion going on around the league. And you just look at that New Orleans team and go, man, you had so much talent at one time, and it just didn't fit together. Jason Trump comments on the YouTube stream here. Uh, he, said, he said, do you think that Z is counting down the days to the McRib? If he is. It's 11 days. <laughs> 11 days until we have sweet McRibby to enjoy. Hey, hey, here, here's the truth, Jason. I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think he is because I, I think he has an endorsement deal with Popeyes, and that would be a conflict of interest. So he's counting down the days to, I don't know. The, Zion has a lot of endorsement deals, by the way. The day when Popeye stops running out of chicken sandwiches. By that's the what way, he's counting the Zion days. Williamson, in a small market, has a ton of endorsements. That's not an accident. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, that doesn't matter. Baker Mayfield's progressive ads don't mean anything. Yep. In the NBA, it's a big difference. Because guys that do that draw one thing, eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And, as lo- and if you can do that in a little market, and yes, before anybody asks, New Orleans is a little market. Oh, it's a tiny market. If you've never been there, it won't take you long to figure it mm-hmm. out. Because it's not a big place at all. Well, this is why. I mean, this is why he wants out. Because New Orleans did this with Anthony Davis. Well, we said this when he got drafted there. Of that, this is going to be another Anthony Davis situation where he's sitting there, has no help. They can't win. He'll spend four years there and then just look for the first possible train out of town. Well, and that's one of the things is that there's always been a rumor that he felt like the team was not run well. Mm-hmm. He felt like David Griffin got this job because he was a LeBron guy. And he thought that they brought him in to try to satiate Don, which he never wanted. He wanted to be treated as a superstar player, but just any other superstar. I don't need say over the roster or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just been wrong from Jump Street. And he's such a good player. I would love to see him in New York or not L.A. He's too young to be in L.A. Yeah. 15 years from now, he could play for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> and would still probably be the youngest player on that roster. He could play for the Clippers. He could. Why? Why, make why would you want to? Oh, why would you want to play for the Clippers? Because um, they have two superstar players who... No, I mean, they got, have one, and the other one well, the might other be hurt. back for the playoffs. Yeah, the other one's hurt, yeah. They're also building an arena that's uh, way out there. Hey, we're an LA team too. Okay, cool. Why, then why is your arena in Inglewood? Oh, because nobody cares about you. Inglewood's the new. That's that's the new LA. That's the new Staples Center. Have you ever been to LA? No. It's not. It's way out there, and it's really inconvenient. Is it going out there near the uh, near the the Chronicle Building? Oh, near SoFi. Yeah. 
No, I think it's on the other side. Oh, the other side of the town? That's the, uh, what's his name? The, the owner, uh, not, what's the owner of the Clippers? What's his name? I'm Ballmer. blanking. Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer. All I could think of was David Tepper because they kind of no, look alike. That wasn't right. Yeah, Steve Ballmer. He just bought a huge track of land out in Englewood that apparently okay. is going to be the site of their new arena. Okay. I've always thought that they needed a separate arena, but... Yeah, they do, but not at, not at putting it out 45 minutes outside of L.A. Well, they always talk about how they're the second they're the, they're the second team in the city anyway, and they're always going to be, which is never going to change. I don't know. Maybe maybe putting it out there, you can get some outskirts fans. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. I mean, it, it does similarly work the way you just said. Right. Unfortunately, that will not sell out your building, and it will not make you even cl- – it won't bring you any closer to the Lakers. Let me put it that way. Okay. Okay. It is what it is. All right. Uh, we were talking about the NFL trade deadline. It's coming up on November the 2nd. And you got a running back? You got a spicy little running back that could be traded at the deadline? Can we get Marlon Mack out of Indianapolis, please? <laughs> Just get him somewhere. Yes. They'll actually give him some run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a legitimate back for several of these. I mean, tell me right now, is Marlon Mack not better than Chase Edmonds or James Conner? I mean, I know Cliff Kingsbury has a Chase Edmonds issue. I don't quite know what it is, but Mm -hmm. he has one. Mm -hmm. Is Marlon Mack not better than that? Is Marlon Mack not better than Daryl Williams? Oh, he's definitely better than Daryl Williams. I think him and Chase are close. I'm not sure Barry Sanders could run behind that Kansas City line, but, you know, let's just keep throwing things at it and see what sticks. Right. I mean, I think he could do a better job than Clyde Edwards-Alaire has well, been doing. I mean, I think you or I could do a better job than Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but I've been saying that since the night he got drafted. <laughs> and I think we've all realized I don't come off my opinions easily. Right. I don't know. I've seen Marlon Mack tied to the Baltimore Ravens, too. And it's like, wait a minute. They already have uh, you know all of these geriatric running backs. I don't think they're going to be in the market for another one. I think they're the ones looking to ship one of their running backs out of town. And they very well could. Right. Whether it be, I I think they'll probably hang on to Le'Veon Bell. Um, Devontae, or not Devontae Devontae Booker, Devontae Freeman. And Tyson Williams. I think Tyson Williams is the one. He's probably the most likely to be moved. I think he's the least likely to be moved. Really? He's the only one that's not 80. It doesn't matter. They're not playing it. Uh, it doesn't matter. So you put way too much stock in that. Uh, yeah. I, I can yeah. give you a hundred examples of guys over the years that NFL teams have let just atrophy as opposed to sending them somewhere else for the mm-hmm. fear that somebody will get everything out of them. Ah. You don't want to be the team that traded a guy that wound up being a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. And Tyson Williams has pop. Yes, he does. The problem with him is that they don't trust him. And that's really important in that backfield. That's why they're playing three old running backs. Mm-hmm. Those are three guys they know exactly what they're getting. They know how to pass block. They know how to you know, get out into the flat and be the dump off. Mm-hmm. Tyson Williams does not always know that. Mm-hmm. There is one other name before we end this segment. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this. If you've listened to our show for a couple weeks, I had Jacksonville beating Miami. It's because I have really good sources in Florida because I'm a diehard Florida State fan. There's another player, and I haven't, I have, as of right now, I've not heard anybody else say this. Miles Jack. You mark my words, I don't think he's a Jaguar two weeks from now. For whatever reason, Urban Meyer, I'm not going to say Urban Meyer has an issue with him. Mm -hmm. He took play calling duties away from him. 
That right. is a weird, weird thing to do middle of the year. Right. That is a bizarre thing to do. And his excuse was, oh, he plays three positions. And? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what position he plays. It matters if you trust him to call your defense. Yeah. And, and if get- you don't, then why are you paying him so much money? Yeah. And they gave the play the play calling duties to Rayshon Jenkins instead. Of which I get it. That's a that's an urban guy. Urban mm-hmm. went and got him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that leads me to believe the only reason you would switch the play caller is if you felt like one of them wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how that was said to me. And the more I've thought about it, and I've sat here and looked at it, there are a slew of teams that could use him. Mm-hmm. The Washington football team, who, by the way, has money. I was going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have money. The money there would be a problem. The money with right. any of these guys would be a problem with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have to restructure for them to do anything. Right. But Miles Jack's a talented player, mm-hmm. and I could easily see Jacksonville sending him out for a third or fourth round pick, and he signed for a couple years. I think that's the only one in the top ten that I could see really making sense. Miles Jack going to, to Kansas City. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with you. On I that. mean, well, who else? Who who else needs a linebacker at this point? Tennessee makes a lot of sense. Okay. But that's in the division. I couldn't see them doing no. that. The Chargers make some sense. Other than that, I don't. You're probably right. It would have to be one of those fringe teams. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the one that's screaming at me that's a fringe team is the Cincinnati Bengals. If they really, and they're another one that could be in on Kyle Fuller. Mm -hmm. If they really think they're as good as they have played, they could be active because they have money, like a lot of it. They're not. They're not. You love poo-pooing the Cincinnati Bengals, don't you? No, here's the thing. Uh, I, I just I look at a team that's 4-2, and two, okay, but you've had a lot of easy games on your schedule. And no one's disputing that. Okay, but the fact that you look at the rest of the schedule and go, yeah, this is going to continue. Are you out of your mind? I mean, this past week in the, in the power rankings on ESPN, they had, uh, they had them at eleven. Cincinnati Bengals is the 11th best team in the league. Uh, that I mean, seems I got ridiculous them, I got them in that 14-15 range. Mm-hmm. And, and talent-wise, that's where I think they are. I don't know. There's just a whole lot of playoff talk going on about the, and uh, contending for the division with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, that's like, not going to happen. You guys are out of your minds. I get that it's been good for the first six weeks. Sure. But this is not going to continue. Just throwing that out, this out there, if you have uh, Tank turns on the Bengals and Jeremy becomes a defender of them on your <laughs> sports Tank bingo card, I think you have bingo. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely was not a free space on the board. It's the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll be right back. Coffee's the closer's on. Get him the money. Then we get the money. You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. For the first time in this segment this year, we have a betting trifecta. And you can go to betus.com, use promo code SPORTSOCRACY to get a 125% deposit match on your initial deposit. What that means is if you deposit $100, they will give you 125 free play dollars that you can use on any of the games I'm getting ready to give you. The first one's in college football. You got the San Jose State Spartans 
at UNLV, San Jose State is a five-point favorite. UNLV should not be a five-point dog to many high school teams. They are horrible, <laughs> horror-awful, terrible, no-good, very bad football team. I'm taking the Spartans minus the five-and-a-half. Tonight, in Thursday night football, you got the Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos. The Cleveland Browns are a one-point favorite, and I do not even kind of understand that. They are playing the practice squad. And that Denver defense, do you happen to know the individual's name that is going to be trying to block Von Miller tonight? Jedrick Wills? It's Blake Hans. Oh. Von Miller plays on the right side, ah, which means that side. some tackle that has never played in his life in the NFL is going to be tasked with stopping Von Miller. Good luck with that. I'm taking the Broncos plus the one. I'll take them in the money line. They're going to win this game, and I don't think it's going to be all that close. Last night, the Charlotte Hornets gave me my first NBA winner of the year. We're going for two tonight. And I'm going to be honest with you, Miami's a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Milwaukee. And I don't get, I understand it's in Miami. I don't care if they played this game on the moon. Am I the only person that doesn't buy the Miami Heat? I understand they're talented, but you're telling me I get Giannis coming off a win. I'm taking the Bucks plus two and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And everybody that knows uh, Jeremy, when he and I disagree, most of the time he wins that out. I, 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 I'm off of it. I'm off of you on uh, Thursday night football tonight. I think the I think the Cleveland Browns will win this game. I don't think Case Keenum is a big downgrade by any stretch no, of the imagination, Baker Mayfield. I think the fact that your whole offense is predicated on running the ball and you mm-hmm. don't have Chubb or Hunt against a good defense, mm-hmm. what that tells me is you're going to give Teddy Bridgewater the thing that Teddy Bridgewater needs is to not be put in bad situations. If Teddy's getting the ball on the from his own thirty plus. He's actually a pretty good quarterback. Mm -hmm. It's when you put him in bad situations or he gets behind the marker, that's when things can get sideways for him. I just don't think it's going to happen a lot tonight. I think Denver is going to freight train them. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a real close game, and I think Miles Garrett's going to be uh, up Teddy Bridgewater's you-know-what most of the night. We do have have a monkey knife fight. Uh, go to monkeyknifefight.com for daily fantasy sports props. Use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. They will, uh, when you make your deposit, they will match it up to $50, and they'll give you $5 for a free play, so a chance for $55 free dollars uh, to play with at monkeyknifefight.com. Who's the play tonight? I think this is free money. This is why we brought it back tonight as opposed to last night. I'm playing the more or less 3.6x multiplier between the Golden State Warriors and the L.A. Clippers. Steph Curry's line is 33.5 points. Paul George's is 25.5. Mm-hmm. This is like the easiest bet in the history of time because apparently nobody watched Warriors-Lakers. Steph Curry's going below 33.5 tonight. You know why? Why? Because he doesn't have to because this Clippers team is bad. Giving less than 33.5 for Steph Curry. More than 25.5 points for Paul George. That will take your $20 buy-in and turn it into a $72 prize. Nice. And I think it's free money. I really do. MonkeyKnifeFight.com promo code TANK. 
That's right. We got Sports Center coming your way in just a moment. Normally at four o'clock on Thursdays is when we touch base with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, but they don't play this week. They've got the bye week before they have to take on Notre Dame next week. So we will be catching up with him next Thursday to talk about the Notre Dame game and uh, how this bye week was spent by Mac Brown and company to try to get the ship righted. I know they got a win last week over Miami, but it was just barely. And I think there's obviously a lot to work on if you want to close out this season strong. Like I said, we'll talk to Jones next week about that. Coming up right after the Sports Center update, we will talk about this week in college football, what the big matchups are, who we're taking, all the storylines coming your way right here on the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. And as always, we are in the Ingles studio in the first hour, brought to you by Ingles Low Prices. Love the savings and check us out on the YouTube stream, youtube.com slash thesportsoc. We are live now. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, live in Ingalls studio as always. And we are streaming uh, live for the first time on YouTube, youtube.com slash thesportsocracy. Be sure to check us out. Hit that subscribe button as well. You can see our pretty little faces uh, on the YouTube stream today. I don't know how pretty they are, but you can see our faces. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, everybody in the YouTube stream today is uh, enjoying the behind-the-scenes look at what goes on in the studio. Obviously, uh, we can't show you. we can't show you what goes on in between the commercial breaks because, I mean, sometimes it gets, you know, Sometimes we're yelling at each other, and we just don't want to. We don't want to put that out there. Or, uh, which is more likely, I'm going to refill my coffee, or hit the bathroom, or something of that nature. <laughs> well, see, I was trying to make it sound adventurous, it is, and now you're just like, "Hey, we leave." Well, I mean, did you really think people thought we were in here like battling each other to the death? Theater of the mind. You tell them they don't know any different. Well, the only problem is that they've seen in this building, there's not a lot of room for activities in here. (laughs) So much room for activities. Even if we wanted to just full-on, no-holds-barred fight each other. Right. Not a lot of room in here. Uh, yeah, and and that's never that's never a good thing. In but my opi- in my position, I will never be just full on out fighting Jeremy Green. Uh, it's, I mean, it wouldn't end well for you. But uh, uh, no, if you ever feel adventurous, <laughs> I hadn't done that in a long time. We'll get into a full on fight. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, cool. I haven't done that either since uh, well, since about mm, seventh grade. Seventh grade was the last oh, time I no, got in a fight. Oh, it's been far more recently than that for me. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. You all know this about me. Yeah, you know me. You're not wrong. This week in college football, we do have uh, uh, no Tar Heel game for you this week on ESPN. Asheville, they are off. They are getting ready to face Notre Dame next week. Like I say, usually at this time, we have our Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, but we will catch up with them next Thursday to preview the Notre Dame game elsewhere in college football. I mean, you got some... You got some pretty, uh, a pretty special tail whooping that's going to come this week as the Alabama Crimson Tide get ready to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. 
Yikes. Oh, That's no. one of those games that I just don't think you should show up for. Just, I, I mean, coronavirus? Can we can we still use that as nope. an excuse? No. Who's got, that, I got gracious, 50 guys on the bad. coronavirus list. Have, Let's you just not seen, go. have you seen the spread for this game? Uh, no, but let me guess. It is 33 and a half. It's 25. That's not enough. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I won't be picking that game. You will never see me lay a line that high. Mm-mm. I don't know. You did one year, didn't you? I think one year you took Clemson like minus 32 against South Carolina State or something. Oh, one of the best. When I first started doing this, when Florida State was really, really good, I can't remember who we played, but we played some FCS goal and we were a 52 and a half point favorite. Right. I took it and we won by 52. And I went, no, never, never again. again. <laughs> that is enough to make you pull your hair out. We didn't punt the ball one time and I still lost. There are a lot of huge lines in college football this week. It's just not, it's not the spiciest of the week of college football. And yet, and yet, I have still found a way to find some underdog. <laughs> now I can hit the button. Right. Now I have buttons. I've you've, never had buttons before, yeah. but I do now. You've got all the underdogs this week. I have a series of underdogs that I really, really like. Okay. Let me. Just, I, I'm curious to see. You don't have lines up over there, do you? I do not. Oregon at UCLA. Set that line. Hmm. Oregon at UCLA. I would say that's UCLA minus. You two. would have UCLA as a favorite against Oregon at home. Who cares? They can't do anything but run. You're right. UCLA is a one point favorite, there and you I go. think that is stupid. Yeah. They let Tank set this line. That's a really good sign that you should go to betus.com, <laughs> use promo code SPORTSOCRACY, and bet the sin out of it. No, I mean, Oregon Oregon lost their running back, and so I think the the, the, the lines, the line makers are swaying do, toward do you UCLA because they're at home. Do you remember what I told you a long time ago about players in college football? Mm-hmm. That no, no one outside of a quarterback should ever move a line by more than a point? Yeah. I want you to think about what I just said and think about where you would have set this line two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's everything you need to know. Wrapped oh, yeah. in two, one two tiny weeks, little package. Two weeks ago with C.J. Verdell, this would have been minus 13. I don't care. I'm fine with Troy Die. I do not care. Okay. I saw that line and went, are you out of your mind? Mm-hmm. It's hard to play on the road in the Pac-12. Haven't you always heard that? Those atmospheres are just... I mean, LSU even struggled on the road at UCLA. It's because go Tigers. <laughs> LSU's not good. <laughs> By the way, have you heard any of these stories about Ed Orgeron? Oh, no. What's he done now? Whoa! Ed Orgeron is a special kind of guy. Oh, the one where he hit on the pregnant woman at the, the gas the station pregnant, or something? Oh, no, 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 no. You left out a really important part of that. Yeah. The pregnant wife of an LSU official. See, you buried the lead there. Nice. That's classic. I'm telling you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Ed Orgeron is a special kind of guy. Would you like to go work out? That's actually what he asked her, because she was wearing workout. And you just read this and go, how did you think that was going to be okay? 
It's uh, it's completely platonic. I am. I, I, don't, I don't mean anything. I'm not, I'm not trying to make any. Uh, you know what my number? And this is not my number one goal, but it's one of my goals for this show for the year. Yeah. I want Ed Orgeron to come on this show, mm-hmm. and I want to interview him as Ed or as Ed Orgeron. Hmm. Ed, since you got fired by LSU, what are you doing now? Well, I spent well, a lot I've of time doing a lot of time I, fishing. I, I spent a lot of time fishing and a lot of time at the gym. Go Tigers! <laughs> you know there's certain holes down there in the bayou somewhere. Oh, in three weeks he's literally planned on killing an LSU fan. Bingo! Hit on the pregnant wife of an LSU official, mm-hmm. and a couple other things that I'm not allowed to talk about on this show. Yikes. There was another story that said he was bringing his girlfriend's kids to practice at LSU and letting them run drills. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if any of that's true. If one of them's true, that's plenty for me to know everything I, I need to know. I don't put anything past Coach O. Go Tigers. I could totally see him doing that. Let me see how you hit this bag over here. Oh, Ed Orgeron. I, he's just, he's fun. He's a fun oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Ever since he, uh, ever since he posted the, the Instagram picture of him in the bed with the, the, girl the that much was like, younger woman oh, yeah. than him. It was like, wow, Ed Orgeron's a beast. And then after a couple of weeks, it like it seemed like a, every other two or three days, he had another picture coming out of him looking, sh- you know, shirtless on his runs and all of that. It's like, oh, when he did the this sixty dude's minutes angling for something. Oh, the sixty minutes interview where where they showed him power walking around Baton Rouge, <laughs> right. and I was like, Ed Orgeron's pretty stacked for a sixty year old dude. Right, he looks like Hulk Hogan. He kind of does look like Hulk Hogan, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's got the same kind of tan, like he's been going to the same tanning bed for 55 years. Go Tigers. <laughs> Everything's just brown and sagging. Ugh. Anyhow, this week in college football, what uh, what, what is the game that you're looking most forward to? <sighs> most top 10 teams, I feel, are going to absolutely just run rough shot. I'll tell you, this is not going to be a real popular answer. Mm-hmm. Clemson Pittsburgh. That that was the one on my on my list. Pittsburgh's a three point favorite, and I think that is stupid. Man, I think you are stupid because it's going to be a just good really game. reinforces that I like it that much because it's going to be a good game. Uh, one of these teams can score, the other one cannot. One of these teams can play defense, and the other one cannot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who Clemson plays. They don't have the offensive firepower. It's fine. It's all well and good. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett has not seen a legitimate defense yet. He is about to. Mm-hmm. I saw that and went, uh, what? A, a, a legitimate defense that gave up, what was it, thirty? Was it 33 points to NC State? 27 points. In overtime. Mm-hmm. They gave up 20 in regulation. Okay. That's not a lot in college. Uh, did you have? I mean, it is a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot of points for Clemson when they're not playing South Carolina State. When the best team that they've played all year is Western Michigan, who they gave what did they give up forty one points in a game or something like that? Who Pittsburgh? Yes. Oh, and by the way, they lost. Go Panthers! Mm-hmm. Oh wait, that'd have been a good time to go Tigers. Oh, the Tigers! I'm just not buying Clemson. That's fine. There's something you don't wrong have there. To. There is something wrong with Clemson. And I, I I looked at this line and I went, yeah, that makes sense. Pittsburgh minus three at home? Because Clemson's going to lose again. Maybe. Maybe not. 
Mm. Maybe they're still going to win the ACC. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Wouldn't that be weird? If all these teams are just looking around and then some team in orange and purple just crashed their little <laughs> ACC party. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even if they do, that's as far as they're going. I don't disagree with you. All right. Again, I love I love watching people throw dirt on teams that have been really good for a long time. Because mm-hmm. it almost the first never chance. works out for you. It's the first chance you get. It's the first oh, chance I mean, you I, get to throw I dirt on. I understand why you do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you keep doing it when it doesn't end well for you. I look at Clemson and the Pittsburgh Steelers the exact same way. Do mm-hmm. I know how they're going to do it? Nope. Have I watched them do it a bunch of times? Yes, yep. I have. And until they prove to me that they can't, I'm going to stay on the side of that they will. Okay. LSU and Ole Miss. That's another one on my radar. Of, I want to see how that goes down. I, because last week, who nobody had LSU. Nobody had LSU against Florida last week. No, and this is one of those where now that it's come out that Orgeron's gone, I could see this just being the great colossal fall on your face game where they get beat. 55 to 10. Or it could be let's send Coach off with the best, you know, five game stretch he's had. I don't think they can do it. That's the last week. Here's what worked they were able to run down Florida's throat. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm going to miss, uh, okay, I'm, here's a seven man box. And I love Max Johnson. I think he's a good quarterback. Problem is, they don't have any receivers left. Mm hmm. So you want to you want to shoot out with Matt Coral? More power to you. I don't think you're going to like how this goes. That's another one that I've had on my radar. With it only being Ole Miss minus nine and a half. Mm-hmm. This is one of those weeks where you're having to manufacture games that are going to be good, because the most competitive game in the top twenty five might be Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Have you come back around on Iowa State? I don't know. I don't know what to do with Iowa State. <laughs> I remember they were your spicy uh, college football playoff wrecker. And now And now nothing. they're just, I mean, they play football. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. They do play football. So there is, there is that. Congratulations. Their best win all year is at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they've beaten Kansas, UNLV, and Northern Iowa. Yep. And they're a seven-point favorite against Oklahoma State. Hey, at least you guys get to win this week. We play UMass. Yeah. yeah. That's going to go great. Don't speak too soon. Uh, lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah, remember. I'll be honest with you. Jacksonville State's better than UMass. <laughs> there are about five teams in FBS college football that you're just like, how in the world are you this bad? Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because Walt Bell, the head coach at UMass, used to be a coordinator at Florida State. Yeah, but they're coming off a big win. You know, it's for them a big win is we beat someone. We don't really care who it was. Right, UMass coming off a big win, going to Tallahassee. I mean, this just this has got trap game written all over it, buddy. You're using trap game wrong. <laughs> this is just a bad week of college football. This mm-hmm. is like that week where they're okay. This is a good week in the NFL. We're going to give you a little reprieve. I mean, I think you have to look outside of the top 25 for the best games of the week. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I could see Virginia Tech-Syracuse being a good game. Which is just, That should tell you everything you need to know about how about weird state. of a year this has been. Or the state of the ACC. 
that could end up being a back and forth battle. It just f- depends on what defense can get the get the most pressure on the the opposing quarterback because they're both pretty good at doing that. Oof. I'm just looking down the whole schedule, going, man, it is going to be a fun Saturday. <laughs> what With am I going to watch? Hashtag sarcasm. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, 100%. My wife's already told me that we're going to have to spend most of the day on Saturday just cleaning the house because apparently the appraisal company's coming by. And so uh, you can come join me. You can come help me out. Do, I'll be honest with you. There's not a college and... football schedule that could be bad enough for me to do that. <laughs> You'll never choose that? No. Um. Anyhow, yeah, it's uh, you don't have – the primo matchups. Which means you're going to have like six weird upsets. Mm-hmm. That's how this always goes. When you look at a week and go, man, there's just nothing here. Yep, like when South Carolina goes on the road and takes down Texas A&M. That's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. They have a coach playing quarterback. They're not trying taking to get, down Texas A&M. trying to give them all the hope they, uh, that I can. Well, don't do that. I know. you. It just sets them up for failure. You have USC and Notre Dame. It's rivalry week. And who cares? Never. I, I, I don't think there's been a time in the last 10 years where these two teams have been as irrelevant together as they are now. I mean, there's been a lot of years that USC was irrelevant. Oh, I know. Mainly in the Clay Hilton era. But I'm saying both of them at the same time. I feel like Keaton Slovis went into the uh, athletic director's office and went, do we have to play this game on NBC? It would be really good for my draft stock if nobody saw what they're getting ready to do to me. You want to put it on the NBC Sports Channel? Can we put this on NBC Plus or Peacock? Put it on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. Where only subscribers can see it. Maybe NFL scouts don't subscribe to Peacock. (laughs) Don't worry, Keaton. We've already seen everything we need to see. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville. It may be a down week in college football but you know what's still fun about college football is that no matter what the matchups are you can always find a line that will uh tickle your fancy and if you find one you can go lay a wager on it at betus.com betus.com use the promo code sportsocracy they will give you a deposit bonus of 125 percent up to $2,500. Wager with us at betus.com promo code sportsocracy. You're in the sports tank. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair. Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Sports tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, second hour always brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. It's, it's officially official. We have six new conference, six new teams joining the AAC. That took a whole total of 48 hours for them to put their applications in and for the AAC to go, yep, rubber stamped. We will now accept Florida Atlantic, uh, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, and UAB. That's because all these small conferences know. I mean, they know. If you don't do something, you're going to be the conference that doesn't exist anymore. Right. I, I, as soon as you told me this this morning, I said, well, the Sun Belt should be putting out feelers to the rest of Conference USA mm-hmm. because Marshall needs to go somewhere. And it'd make a lot of sense for them to end up in, in, the, Sun in the Sun Belt. Absolutely. 
you have to find a spot somewhere. There is going to be, with all the shifting going on, there's going to be some team that, or or some group of teams that end up just having six of us. There's a, there's a six of us left in the conference, and we're just going to beat our brains out. Well, I mean, you look at some of these conferences and what they have left. I mean, look at what's left of Conference USA. Mm-hmm. So they lose Charlotte. Uh, the which Florida school is? I get this wrong. Florida here. Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. They lose the Texas schools except UTEP. Mm-hmm. So you've got UTEP, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, Old Dominion. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. And then you have Marshall. And like, well, how did how did you get left here? So they end up somewhere. You look at the the, the independence. I still believe Liberty's going to end up somewhere. Mm-hmm. That program has so much money. You're going to end up somewhere, and it might be the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt would make a ton of sense for Liberty. Yeah, except for geographically. I mean, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, does it? How does that not make sense? I mean, the Sun Belt is. I mean, I still feel like Appalachian State's an outlier in the Sun Belt. How are they? You got a team in South Carolina. You got one in Alabama. Two in Georgia. Two in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Two in Louisiana. One in Arkansas, and one in Texas. How are you an outlier there? I don't know. Just, Virginia, where Liberty is in Virginia is not that much further. Yeah, it's twenty extra minutes on a flight. I'll yeah. be honest with you, Coastal Carolina's further away from a lot of the schools than liberty would be Mm -hmm. but i just think you're going to see a lot of these smaller conferences fall by the wayside right because the mountain west i got news for you that conference is going to get pilfered before this is all said and done who's the big attraction out of there out of the mountain west yeah you got several schools that make money like san diego state makes money Mm -hmm. boise state makes money Mm -hmm. colorado state for some reason makes money so I could see several of them just getting pilfered, and then the Mountain West is left with Hawaii. Into what? The Pac-12? Probably. Fresno State, that's another one. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at all these conferences going, man, you're just going to get raided. I don't know. The, the, the conference realignment thing has always, I don't know, it's always intrigued me because I've always thought that they're, I mean, there are, there are some ties that do make sense, like San Diego State being in the Pac-12. But mm-hmm. there again... I mean, historically speaking, can you compete? Can you still compete with USC and UCLA? Oh, if San Diego State had to. Had, first of all, you're in San Diego, so mm-hmm. you, there's a rather large appeal there. I mean, the other part of it is, are, are you are, like if they played right now? Do you really think San Diego State's not better than Colorado or Utah, Washington State? I don't, I don't know about better, but I mean, they'd be competitive. Good. They're as good. And that's recruiting to play in Boise, Idaho. Right. The AAC had to do something. They had to do something as they were losing teams. Well, it's I mean, it's just it's more and more obvious by the day that a lot of power players in the college game are getting very uneasy. Mm-hmm. If you didn't hear what Bob Huggins said yesterday, he wants to take all of the small schools out of the NCAA tournament. Really? He wants it to be the 68 best teams in college basketball, regardless of winning conference titles anything and we'll give the little guys their own tournament and there were a lot that agreed with him 
I can't, I can't see basketball going down that same path of having the, you know, the FBS and the FCS. Well, that's you, essentially what you're talking well, about. Well, you got a, a lot of them are basically saying that all of the money that college basketball basketball makes is tied into the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and that has long been a qualm of some power brokers that are at basketball schools. Right, is you don't allow us to make money in other ways, which tells me that there's probably a change coming. I just don't know what it is. Do I think there's going to be more preseason tournaments? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got one coming to Asheville this year. Right. Which I'm super looking forward to. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that, that one's going to be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get bigger and bigger every year. That's, that's the whole plan. Mm-hmm. But it was, I just read that and I went, of all people to say that, Bob Huggins is an interesting one. Because he's pretty high in the pecking order of the college coaches uh, i don't remember what that's called college coaches association or something yeah. like that. but do you not think it's always been that way of the big time coaches would rather it be big time schools getting the benefit? it just depends on who it is right it depends on who it is and there are a lot of people that think they leave money sitting on the table right there's i mean there's just a cataclysmic surge and a and a title change coming to college right. athletics obviously that would be uh bad news for smaller schools you know like unc Asheville. i mean when unc Asheville and western carolina being in this area when they get to go to the tournament i mean it's a thing it becomes a rallying cry for the entire community to get behind them. I mean, who doesn't remember growing up? You're probably too young to remember when they it. played Purdue. When they, yeah, when Western Carolina was just an inch away from beating Purdue with Glenn Big Dog Robinson, right? And the and the point guard. I can't remember the point guard for for Western. Who? I mean, he led the nation in scoring, and and you thought, of course, they're going to get stomped. And then when UNC Asheville, a few years back, went up against Syracuse, Syracuse and almost pulled off the pulled off the stunner, and had the refereeing been a little bit better, they might have done it. But I sorry, knew you it were still ki- say that. It still ki- it still sticks in my I crawl. I agree with you. But. Yeah, it still sticks in my crawl. The lane violation, the weird out of bounds call, and then of course jerk face Bayheim at the end of the game to scoreboard. You son of a. I almost said dirty words. You did. I almost said dirty words that I can't say on these uh, FCC-controlled airwaves. (sighs) But if you'd like to hear me say words that I can't say on the FCC-controlled airwaves, you can tune in to The Sportsocracy every weekday morning on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Sportsocracy. Today is our uh, first maiden, maiden voyage here, streaming the radio show on YouTube, so check us out there. Yeah, we're still figuring out the logistics of that, but uh, we'll figure them out together. Right. We didn't promote this in any way. We were 45 seconds before we went on, before we went on air. I said, hey. You want to try this? We're on. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're doing this. Right. For better, by hook or by crook, we're doing this. All right, let's get weird. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, I have a uh, I have another sports related story to tell here. Usually, I reserve those for the just a bit outside, but this one was just so weird that I had to bring it up. So, uh, Cardinals pitching prospect Dalton Roach, he's twenty five years old. He plays for the Springfield Cardinals, and his family has land out in Wisconsin. And one of his things that he loves to do is to go out in, into the family land and and go hunting. So he's up in the tree stand, and he sees a bear off in the distance. 
So he takes out his cell phone and he's like, ooh, look at the bear. It's cool. He's walking around. And then all of a sudden, the bear takes a turn and starts walking toward his tree. And he's like, okay, the bear's getting a little close to the tree here. Don't know what I need to do. Then all of a sudden, the bear starts climbing the tree that he is in. At this point, it's when he dooted in his pants. Uh, (laughs) At least I would have if I was in his situation. So he did the one thing that he has always been taught to do when... A bear comes in close contact. What are you supposed to do? Do you know what to do? If you're up in a tree and a bear starts climbing your tree, what are you supposed to do? Um, give yourself your last rights. I, I, <laughs> I, it, first of all, it's funny that you think there would ever be a scenario where I would no, be up I'm in a tree. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, do you know what the proper response is supposed to be there? This is much like asking if uh, if a woodland creature eats your your food while you're right. camping what should you right. do i don't know because it'll never be my problem <laughs> if you ever run up on a bear and you're both on solid ground you are they, they tell you to act bigger than the bear you make a lot of noise puff yourself out so the bear gets kind of scared and maybe you know he'll go away and leave you alone you can't do that while you're up in a tree so you're you're he was actually just taught you're supposed to just sit there and be nice and hope that he goes an opposite direction problem for him was the bear did not go in the opposite direction he says at, at one point i was just standing as still as i possibly could and then all of a sudden i felt a bear paw on my lap and he's breathing down my neck and i'm just waiting and then i feel a tightness on my back and the bear latched into him bit into his backpack and put two giant puncture marks in his back thankfully he was not seriously harmed i guess the bear got the first taste and went nah i don't really want that anymore and slows it back down the tree and ran off thankfully today he's he is still going to be able to uh, pursue his baseball career but he thought for a hair that he was not going to be able to enjoy hunting or baseball or anything anymore that's got to be the most frightening thing to be 15 feet up in a tree and then have a bear just crawl up and just start breathing down your neck like okay well this is it is what it is I can't jump out of the tree at this point. And that is just more confirmation of why I don't do nature. You know where that never happens? (laughs) On my couch. Bears and I, we have an understanding. The bear won't come to my couch. Mm -hmm. I won't come to his woodland nest. Yeah, that's not not a bad deal to have. Just like the birds. Except the ones that, you know, are surveilling us outside. Mm hmm. I don't mess with where they live. They don't mess with where I live. Stop that. I say this in this segment. We should rename this segment into the Don't Do Crimes. Don't Do Crimes. Yeah. Lacey Uthe, she's a 27-year-old from Jefferson County, Missouri. She did crimes. She is the latest in a trend of people that are streaking across football fields. Mm -hmm. This has become a problem in the NFL. It happened during Sunday Night Football. There's only one great big difference between how Miss Uthe did this and how many others have done it. She did it during an eighth grade football team practice. Don't do that. I, I, like, I don't, that. That's a bad idea. I don't know why you ever thought that could be a good idea. She is blaming her disturbance on drugs. Mm-hmm. She did crimes. She did crimes. She did crimes at her home. Yeah. And she thought it would be a good idea to leave her home completely naked. No. And run across the street where the uh, local middle school was practicing <laughs> and run across that uh, completely nude. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea. Mm-mm. You shouldn't do that. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
She was arrested uh, for a litany of crimes and later released on her own recognizances. Yeah. Or no, she was bonded out. Uh, ap- yeah. Apologies. Yeah. Don't do crimes. Don't, don't, d- don't get naked around children. Look, I mean, that's, that should be just, a rule. Look, I'm going to be really honest with you. You should do a checklist when you leave your house. Uh, keys, <laughs> check. Uh, do I have my, you know, any of the other things you need? Right. Whether it's your, your bag right. or your, your Cell things. Phone. Cell yeah. phone. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. Uh, your last check should be close. 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 Right. Check. Okay. And All like, right. And- I am ready to go out into the public. <laughs> But if you can't check that one off, you should probably not go into public. Yeah, this is a great time for us to say on the uh, Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do, or, or crimes. Just don't do crimes. Well, drugs are crimes. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's wide. It's very encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's a very wide umbrella under that don't do crimes. Uh, Eric Bradley on our uh, on our YouTube stream said the Western Carolina player you were looking for was Frankie King. Frankie King. Thank you very much. See, on the YouTube stream, you can chime in, and we'll say your name. That's right. That's right. We will give you credit, and I'll be honest with you, that it was an unplanned beauty of this, because I would have never remembered that name. Mm-hmm. I was also seven years old. What's so, what, 1993? 94. 94. Okay. Maybe it's the 93-94 season. That's why I remember that. Anyhow, uh, it, it's one thing that you will never forget. You will never forget that as somebody from a local school. That's why I hate this idea from Bob Huggins. Well, and it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But still, just the fact, tri- that, well, the, the it, fact that he would bring that up. Well, because his thought was that the smaller, the small majors could have a tournament of their own. Mm-hmm. And that that we, would be revenue generating. We do and, that. And in my head, I'm thinking, you do know we already do that, right? We do that. We call it the NIT. No, we call that the CBI. <laughs> and there are a litany of people that just heard that and went, what is the CBI? Or the Vegas 8. You oh, still I do that they tournament? did that. We still do that. There one? was what the CBI and the CIT. Mm-hmm. They all still exist. There's the CBI, uh, the CIT, the NIT, the NCAA tournament, the FBI. They got the, the Vegas Eight. They got. <laughs> there are a lot of these postseason tournaments that I never even found out about until I started working for the UNC Asheville Bulldogs. Uh, I watched one CBI game. Yeah, I, I had the gigantic sports package. That uh, which I still do, but yeah. shows every game, and I didn't know who either of those teams were. I couldn't tell you who they were now. Right. I just went. This is a postseason tournament. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, right. It's one of those things. Like, it, and, and it costs you money to be in these tournaments. Like, which is you, bizarre, you, right? You, you got to spend all the money on the travel and all of that. Like, is it really worth it for us to play in the CIT? I don't think so. Because I don't think, you know, I think UNC Asheville got invited to one of those one time. It's like, are we really going to get any benefit from beating Middle Tennessee State? I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, did you see this story about uh, Jason Kelsey? Jason Kelsey's got some uh, words of advice for Ben Simmons. I, and I would completely echo them. <laughs> Jason Kelsey goes on, uh, I guess it was the local ESPN station up in Philadelphia, and somebody asked him about Ben Simmons, and he said, just play better, bro. Play better in this city, I love you. He's like, well, you what, you got to work on your free throws? Go work on your free throws. Just play better. And he's not wrong. He is absolutely not wrong. I think that's the thing that sticks out to me the most about this Ben Simmons thing. It's like, dude, 
I mean, this is the time in your career when you're supposed to face adversity and rise above, and you're supposed to prove that, you know, it kind of comes along with being an NBA great or an NBA superstar of when things aren't going your way, you find a way to get better and correct the problems and... And now Ben Simmons is just completely out. There was a report today that he showed up to he showed up to the facility, was supposed to have an individual workout, and left without doing the workout. Do you know why? Sham Sharani had just put this out about an hour and a half ago. Okay. Sources say 76ers all-star Ben Simmons is currently not mentally ready to play for the team oh, and was receiving treatment on his back today due to the ramp-up process. Do you know why he would say that out loud? Why? Because if he misses the game for injury, they have to cut him a check for $300,000. I'm going to call BS. Uh, and many others are doing the same thing. Yeah. This I, is- told, I, I told you the day that the, the, the Doc Rivers kicking him out of practice came up. Mm-hmm. He is never playing another game in Philadelphia. No. First of all, I don't know if you've ever been to Philadelphia. It would be a zoo. They would boo him out of the building. Mm-hmm. He knows that. The Sixers know that. And they're not going to do that. Well, it might turn into Neyland Stadium. They may start throwing stuff at him. I don't encourage that kind of behavior, but I'd think about it if he played for my team. I still maintain there's one place that makes sense for Ben Simmons. The Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. That is the only place that makes sense. Are you going to get a tremendous uh, return? No. You're not getting a tremendous turn for, return from anybody no, right no, now, though. No, that's the thing. You waited too long. Mm-hmm. You've done this for so long now that nobody, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, he's going to be a hard sell for your fan base. Because he's been such a malcontent in Philadelphia. Right. That if they give up anything of real value, they're going to be angry. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have to be somewhere that will give him time. And Denver is the only one that makes sense to me. Because they can, what, they, they they just can kind of bury him un, underneath all the stars that they do have now with Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter and Jamal Murray, and he well, can just kind of, they run can the afford point. to wait. They can't do anything until, uh, to make the numbers work, they would have to have Will Barton and Monty Morris and a slew of others involved in this deal, and they can't do that until the middle of December. Mm-hmm. So I, this is one of those things where, you may want the separation, but I don't know that there's a way to do it. Right. You know, I've heard Golden State as well. The only problem is they don't have salaries that make this match. They'd have to give up 10 young players just to get to Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to do that. No. That team has everything they need. Everything they need to what? To win a they're, title? Oh, they're a contender. You think so? Oh, 100% they're a contender. Okay. I mean, with Clay I saw Thompson enough with just back. Nemanja Belicia he changes things mm-hmm. because he's a big that can pass and he can shoot. So now he allows Draymond Green to play power forward. I, I watched that whole game and just went, that, 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 you know what, that just works. It just it all just, <laughs> it just works. It just all works. It's just all good. Okay. Golden State good. The Golden State's good. Steph Curry's good. And when mm-hmm. they get Clay Thompson back, they'll be good. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. Lakers will still be old. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Eric Bradley corrected himself. It was Anquel McCollum was the one from 95-96. Now that sounds he was more a coach. familiar. Frankie King, he was also he was, a Western guy. He but, was, but I think that was earlier. Right. I mean, there, there, there have only been three, really, that I can recall off the top of my head that haven't, of course, been in the last 
10, 15 years since I've been covering local basketball. But, I mean, Kevin Martin. That, that was, was the, see, that's right. the one I remember. Yeah. Kevin Martin and Frankie King and Anquel McCollum. That's the one. That is the one. Anyhow, uh, you know what else works? Or at least it worked last night? Is the Charlotte Hornets. Man, I, so last night I'm watching the baseball game, and of course it didn't go the, my way. Yeah, and then so yeah, how Patrick many games? Holt. How many games? What? Stop blaming him! It's a, he, he did, did it, it first. He no. did it first. No. Yes. You're the one with it. Your name's on the show. You did it. You said it out loud. You put the kiss of death on your team. Don't blame um, that on other people. That's uh, you. Yeah. Um, I'm still going with uh, Patrick said it first. When this season ends, you have no one to look at as to why your team's not in the World Series except in the mirror. <laughs> yes, we haven't won a game since Eduardo Rodriguez poked the bear. Don't blame him either. It's not my fault. I'm not taking the blame for this. Anyway. When the game got to 9-1 to one last night in the bottom of the eighth inning, I went, okay, I'm out. Turned it off, flipped it over to the Charlotte Hornets game. See, I mean, we're playing the Indiana Pacers. It's got to be good, right? I mean, at least you'd be competitive. No, I flipped it on, and we're down by 23 points. And I went, oh, see, this is what I was talking about, Jeremy. With all that preseason action, you were, you were, you were poo-pooing. The fact that we only scored 49 points in the preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks. Then what happened? And then we went on a twenty-eight to two run, uh, led by—I uh, mean, it was just—it was everybody, and it was glorious. I mean, Lamelo balls out there dropping dimes. Miles Bridges is pulling off sweet little Michael Jordan-esque type layups at the at the rim. We didn't get to see the big rim rocker last night that we usually do see from Bridges, but Gordon Hayward was hitting his shots. Thing look things look really good. And you ended up hanging on to win. I thought the refs were going to screw us in the end with that little foul call on uh, on Miles Bridges. But P.J. Washington got fouled on the other end, puts in two free throws, stone cold. 123-122 beat the Indiana Pacers. It was a hell of an opening night in the, in the uh, Spectrum Center. That's a team that's very much what I thought they were. The starters are really good. Mm-hmm. When they get to the bench, things get a little lean. Right. They're going to have to find a way to get Kai Jones involved. Yes. And JT Thor, the the rookie. They have a lot of players. James Bachnight didn't play a second last night. Mm-hmm. So you have pieces. You just have to get them acclimated and get them involved in the rotation. Right. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, it, it, when I saw it, I didn't see Kai Jones out there on the floor. He hadn't pl- he, he didn't, didn't play, play at all. Mm-hmm. So none of the rookies players. played. No, they only played nine players last okay. night. Okay. And when they went to the bench, they got absolutely demolished. Mm-hmm. If Gordon Hayward or Miles Bridges wasn't on the floor, it was trouble time. Yep. But yeah, but with time, that will happen. Yeah. It's one thing to be a team like that where you're looking at the players that didn't play going, who? It's another when they're first-round picked. But we got to see uh, we got to see the first lob of the season to uh, from LaMelo Ball to Mason Plumley. Still looks weird to see him out there in a Charlotte uniform, but I'm, I really do believe that there are some pieces to this team. There and, are, and, certainly are. And last night, showing the grit to be able to recollect yourself, you know, and come back from a twenty-three point deficit, and to handle Demonte to Sabonis the way that they did, I thought was a big step. You still had thirty-three. Oh, I, but he's the only thing they had. I mean, well, that's not true. He's and not Malcolm the only Brogdon thing. and Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte is the he's he a real is deal, real real good. Right. When we were going through the draft process, a lot of people whose opinions I really trust said that kid is a baller. Mm-hmm. 
I watched the tape and I went, I'm not seeing it. I watched it last night and went, yep, I see it. Mm -hmm. I get it. He's just a microwave score. Right. What what I meant by that Sabonis comment was that you didn't let it get a you didn't let it get out of hand. You didn't get dominated in a way that past they, Hornets they teams would. They, they did. That's Demonis Sabonis completely destroyed them down low. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I'm saying this about JT Thor and about uh, Kai Jones. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to find somebody that can defend the rim. Mason Plumlee's fine. Yeah. But all you have to do is avoid him. And that's what Indiana did. They went, oh, okay, cool. He's about to sit for six minutes. Here comes Sabonis. Right. And he demolished P.J. Washington. I felt pretty good about what I saw last night from the Hornets. And as well it's, you should. Uh, and, and it's good to know. It's good to know that you got that kind of fight in you to be able to fight back uh, from a 23-point deficit, come back and win a tough game like that. And now you get to go on the road on Friday to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers, which should be pretty swift. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Look, I haven't haven't jinxed everyone. No, you didn't jinx the Braves. I didn't. I I did not. They seem to be doing just fine. Yeah, they've taken a 3-1 to one lead on the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you will hear that game coming up tonight right here on ESPN. Asheville, Braves and Dodgers, it's game five, and the, and, and the Braves can close it out on the road at the Dodgers. I've been very, very surprised that they have been able to pretty much dominate the Dodgers, who are one of the best teams in a regular season, and tonight you get Max Fried, who is... He's been on a hot streak in his last five starts, and you know what? Uh, I look for that to continue tonight against the Dodgers. You'll hear that game again tonight. 7.50 will be the airtime for the Braves radio network right here on ESPN Asheville. It's it's an exciting time. We've got Thursday night football tonight. Actually, we've got something happening tonight that has not happened, well, that has only happened 25 times since 1971. Every sports in in action tonight. You got the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. You got everything happening all at once. This is an exciting time to be alive. And we got the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans tonight. The news uh, came out earlier today. The Denver Broncos. What did I say? Houston Texans. Oh, that's not the Houston Texans. They no. played on Thursday last week. Yeah. No. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. It's all running together for me. Uh, <laughs> the Denver Broncos and the Cleveland Browns playing tonight on Thursday Night Football. The news came out earlier today that uh, Baker Mayfield is going to have to have surgery on the torn labrum. It's in the offseason. After the season. He's going to mm-hmm. try to play through it. But mm-hmm. this is in the non-throwing shoulder. Mm-hmm. And if any further damage is done, he will not be able to put it off. This is a play-through-the-pain thing right now. Mm-hmm. If it gets worse, it will require surgery. Which, after Case Keenum comes out tonight and wins on Thursday Night Football, it's mysteriously going to get worse. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen, Jeremy, I'm telling you. I don't think it is. Dearness I... Johnson, superstar of the night. Okay. So he's I'm no, going to go with no. No doubt fantasy play. I like, I like the Broncos considerably tonight. Mm-hmm. I think Teddy Bridgewater stays out of bad situations. I think you're going to see just how good that defense is. And for me, it has nothing to do with Baker. I think Baker to Case Keenum is a 
dead even swap. Mm-hmm. But not having Chubb and not having Hunt, you're just gonna see, you're gonna see what this team actually is yeah. without that. Yeah, they cure a lot of ills because they keep the clock rolling. They keep you on the right side of the sticks. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of things that go right when you can run the ball. Right, a lot of things that go wrong when you can't. And you better have a real high end defense or a real high end quarterback. And I don't think they have either one. Well, they have activated uh, Jarvis Landry from the IR, and he will play tonight. So activated from the IR and uh, in the line. In the lineup in a matter of an hour. And he's going to see Bryce Callahan tonight, which which you don't like. Good luck with that. He's one of the best slot corners in the league. Right. You don't like that for him I think this is going to be one of those gross Thursday night games. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I think it's a slugfest. And Von Miller might have 14 sacks tonight. And Miles Garrett has 13. No. You don't think he's going to be able to get after Teddy Bridgewater? Okay, we shall see. I think Teddy Bridgewater was in his, uh, he already put him in the graveyard in front of his house. So we'll just they have to wait that and see. He did that with Kyler Murray, too. How'd that work out? <laughs> you got it all going on tonight. Uh, whatever sport you like, it's happening. Thursday night football, and of course, tonight, Braves and the Dodgers, game five, and it'll be heard right here on ESPN Asheville. We will see you tomorrow at 3.